Welcome to the Mindful Mentor, a space dedicated to building a culture of self-awareness and empathy in business, life, and family. I'm your host, Bree Gordon, board-certified and trauma-informed music therapist, community educator, and advocate. Join me as I interview professionals, parents, partners, and community members from around the country. Hear their stories and feel connected. Thank you so much for joining us. You are listening to The Mindful Mentor. I'm your host, Brie Gordon. And uh, of the videos, uh, I only over post a little snippet of the videos, but yes, I am wearing the same outfit that I was wearing <laughs> in my previous interview um, because I'm so excited for the first time I'm going to actually uh, get a chance to put out two episodes in one week um, in honor of us reaching this milestone of 20 episodes and real, real close to a thousand downloads, which for an itty bitty baby podcast is like, yes, super yes. exciting stuff. Yes. Yes. You can hear Good my job. guests even cheering me on. This is great. Sorry. <laughs> so well, so far. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm getting pumped up. So it's, it's just an exciting time. Oh, and, and next time, yeah, when I release this, it will also be my birthday. So lots of celebrations. There you go. Happy birthday. Thank you. Who is that? I wonder. We don't know yet. I haven't even told you those voices. Um, if, I, if I seem giddy, I am. Uh, I, you've heard me say it before when I got to interview Miss Naja Hall. I'm fangirling. You know, I get the, the opportunity to shine a light on podcasts that have definitely helped me out um, in times when I didn't even realize that I needed the message that I was receiving. I remember sitting in a, a fast food waiting line uh, with one of the interviews um, that you guys were giving from my guest today. We'll talk about it later. And when you have moments like that that come from listening to a podcast, you don't forget them when something makes such an impact on your life. So I cannot wait to introduce you all to Seth and Melanie Studley. Uh, they have amassed this relationship and marriage empire. And yes, I went there. It's totally an empire uh, featuring their amazing podcast, Anatomy of Marriage, their coaching services, their workbook, uh, which I have personally used, super helpful. Uh, if there's something they can't help you with, they're a great resource to connect you with other services, a huge champions of um, reaching out for therapeutic services of all kinds. And they have developed an app. So lots of different virtual platforms to help couples and marriages through any time, but you know, specifically might be having a challenging time over these last six months. Uh, Seth is a licensed marriage and family therapist and Melanie will just master anything she puts her mind to is basically the impression <laughs> I have so far. Uh, I can make it. <laughs> they help couples all over enjoy better relationships and stronger marriages. Seth and Melanie, thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you, Bree, for having us and just bringing that energy. Right. Uh, we love it. You know, one thing I'm curious about is what was that drive-through moment? Tell you know, the story. We, we've all had those. Standing in the line. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, oh, wow. So that's that's how this is going to go? You're just going right, to put it right back on me. Like, <laughs> right. First question. All right. Okay. Um, you know, I, I can't remember the exact episode, but I know that it was talking about childhood trauma. And it was talking about from the perspective of being someone who is a survivor of trauma in a relationship with someone who does not have that experience. 
and feeling like because there is not a shared experience that there was no way to make that connection. And I had, mm. I had felt that way and I had felt stuck in that um, throughout my life. And I think it was the guest was saying, but you can have a shared experience by telling the story, by mm -hmm. bringing your partner in and talking to them what happened. And by that moment, you have shared an experience and you have that moment. And the more that I'm learning about trauma, and I'm taking this um, neurorelational child-centered play therapy course right now, talks about this experience of, you know, the children talking about their trauma or, or working through the trauma through play, that they're actually creating those new neural pathways that they will remember what mm -hmm. that, that feeling was like of being accepted or being listened to when they retold the trauma. So anyways, mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there about to order my Pollo Tropical. This interview is <laughs> happening and I'm like, wow, this stuff is life-changing. Mm. That's I'm sure amazing. This is, yeah, thank you. And I'm, I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard this. From someone listening well, I haven't heard of Pollo Tropical, but <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> it was too funny not it to say. It sounds good. Well, I know that you're in Florida, so I, I'm guessing it's a, a some sort of Cuban uh, dish. It is. To some degree, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I had tons of Cuban sandwiches. My dad grew up in Miami, in fact, so I've been there a ton, but I've yeah. never had that before. But uh, yeah. Thank you for was, sharing that story. Yeah, that, that is a good story. And one of the, the, the rewards, I guess, that we get – in, in doing this work is to hear those stories mm -hmm. like yours and a bunch of other people saying, Oh my goodness, I never realized this, mm -hmm. or I never looked at it this way. And because now I have that awareness, that education piece, I can look at my wife differently and attune to her differently or treat her differently or treat my husband a certain way that he feels loved or respected or listened to. Mm -hmm. And like hearing those stories, somebody going, yeah, and we did this. That's just one of the best rewards yeah. in the world, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I will never, ever tire of hearing yeah. stories like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So what, I mean, I, I know because I'm a fan and I listen, the backstory, and, and I hope that others, uh, if you don't already, will, will go check out all your guys' past episodes. You have such a breadth um, in your library. But you know, in your own words, what brought you guys to a place where you wanted to be so vulnerable? I, like, like you just said, Seth, you're not just sharing other people's stories. You're sharing each other's stories. You're, you're sharing mm -hmm. real life moments that are happening mm -hmm. within your marriage vulnerably with the world. What brought you guys in a relationship to this point? Well, in our story, uh, we went through pretty normal stuff that married people go through. We got married, we had kids, Seth went off to get his master's degree. It's busy, busy, busy. And then one day he confessed and hear me when I say this, his confession was, I've been lying to you. I've been looking at pornography. So first of all, he told me I didn't discover it. This was not supposed to be an earth shattering end of the world thing, but there I was with a one-year-old baby and a two-week-old baby in my arms, and he drops and, and, this- And postpartum depression. Postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. He drops this bomb, and oh, girl, I blew into a million pieces, and I took Seth down with me. I lost it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I felt. I didn't know what the next steps were. Should I divorce him? Oh, he's so awful. He's, at a, he's getting a marriage and family master's. Like, he's the worst human ever. Like, those are all the things that I was thinking and feeling. And in that time- I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what book should I read? What 
TV show should I be watching? Is there a podcast? Podcasts were kind of newer then. This was years ago, 11 years ago, right? So what on earth should I be listening to, watching, reading for my marriage to get better? And the only thing that I could find was like this sugar-coated marriage is so great. You just love and honor and obey. And my goodness, it's never, oh, if you disagree, just sit and talk it out. Love mm -hmm. languages. Like, and I, mm -hmm. and here I am like, I want to kill my husband. I need a book for someone like that, right. for someone right. who hates their husband's guts, but also doesn't really want to leave. Mm -hmm. I wanted my kids to have a dad. I wanted them to have him for mm -hmm. a dad. And it was the hardest, most, uh, I had so much, um, like dissonance between the, the resources that were out there and what I wanted and how I felt. None of it was lining up. So we slogged through just years of healing. We went to therapists. Our first therapist told us to get a divorce. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not great. We just did all these things. And then when we got out on the other side, finally saw daylight, I turned to Seth and I was like, this has to be a resource. Mm -hmm. We have learned something that is not being told. It's not being shared. It's not being explored. No one cares about marriage stuff. How can we share this in a new way? So that's how season one of the Anatomy of Marriage podcast came out is we, we said, we're going to examine a failing marriage. That was the premise of all 12, well, 13 episodes. We sat down with people like Dr. Dan Siegel. He's a neuro, interpersonal neurobiologist. He's he my total wrote crush. the book with uh, Dr. Tina, whose course I'm taking. Yes. Oh, awesome. Tina Payne Bryson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I okay, love, crazy. I, I love it. He, it was amazing to interview him. So, but that's all of season one is just us diving deeply into the dysfunction that we had. Why did I implode and explode and attack him? Mm -hmm. Why did he hide and lie? Like what makes relationships so hard? And that was really the journey was how do we turn this terrible thing into something we wished we could have had? Mm -hmm. And that was the, that's a premise of all of it. That's why we made the app. It's why we do yeah. everything that we do. It's what we wish we could have had. Yeah. And coming back to around like how, how do you be, how, how are, you know, how did they make, how did you make the decision? Jeez, I that was can't a talk. lot. Say it I know, over. I'm sorry. <laughs> how did we make the decision to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. And in my experience, it wasn't really a decision. I wasn't ever like, okay, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do it? What can I lose? <laughs> kind of thing. It wasn't, maybe it wasn't well thought out. Right. <laughs> uh, however, it felt like the right thing to do you mm -hmm. know I would rather be embarrassed and kind of be shamed or let my ego get bruised than kind of be not transparent and not mm -hmm. real right and and the beautiful thing and this would align with Brene Brown's research and all of her books and stuff is when people are vulnerable that sets the stage for whoever you're sharing your story with. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, have an audience or with your talking with your best friend or your wife that invites them right. to be vulnerable. Oh, so now what have you done? You're increasing connection. Mm -hmm. You're increasing relatedness. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a therapist, you're normalizing this. Oh my gosh, you, you struggle with this too. This is crazy. I didn't think you did. And one of the crazy things that we uh, put our own judgments on ourselves mm -hmm. during our hard times was, Seth, you're a freaking marriage and family therapist, mm -hmm. right? That's what she thought. And also that's what I thought. I'm like, well, this is bonkers. I, you know, counsel couples, but I'm going through a lot of the same struggles here. What is this? Right. So when you just lay out the whole playing field and make it even, then you can have real conversations that build on other conversations mm -hmm. and build and build and build. And guess what? We get so many emails saying, 
Thank you so much for saying yeah. that. That normalized it for me. I, I can't believe you. Oh, or I, can, I didn't know other people went through that. I thought I was the only one. Emails like not, that are I'm really powerful. I'm not crazy powerful. kind of thing. Right. You know, yep. I, I, I kind of hate my husband for this. Is this normal? Right. Uh, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. And, and there's ways to work through it too. Mm-hmm. That normalizing is huge. Um, a couple episodes ago, I had one of my best friends come on. And she's a music therapist like I am. And she works with trauma. Um, and she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not like a famous person. Why do you want me to talk? And like, well, because you have an amazing story. And, and it wasn't until recently that she kind of came to me to let me in, to let me know that she'd been diagnosed with a mood disorder and a personality mm. disorder. Mm. And I thought, I know what a big deal that was for you to tell me as a friend, if you are ready, you're not alone in keeping something like this and having Mm. to share it with someone in your inner circle. If you are ready, you know, Mm. I I wanna help you tell that story with a platform. And so she did, she agreed to do it. And when I tell you that that is the fastest growing episode that I've ever had on my podcast, I've received Mm -hmm. more feedback. Um, Mm. You know, and I've had people with, you know, tens of thousands of followers and, and these big audiences that they had shared. And my friend who had never done a podcast before, just being Mm. honest and saying, yeah, yep. I'm going through this diagnosis. I'm a therapist, but I need help. And, Mm. um, you know, here's how I got it was the message that resonated so deeply. And I just thought Mm -hmm. that's, that's what this is all about. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what this whole thing that we're doing and that you guys are doing is we're we're kind of throwing those life rafts out to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And making those connections. And not only throwing, yeah, Yeah. not, not only throwing life rafts out, but you're also accepting life rafts from others. Right. 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 So you're, you're, you're not just observing. Yeah. You're you're not just observing the circle. You're in the circle, Mm -hmm. you know, and they talk about with different trainings and CUs that we therapists have to get. It's like, you know, sometimes we, I go to classes where it's the training of the trainers. Mm. Right. And it's like, who is the coach's coach? Mm -hmm. Who is the whatever whatever. And just because you're at this level or profession or career wise or whatever, it's like, you still need to talk to someone. And guess what that's called? That's just called in being in relationship with people, no matter what kind of podcast you have or show or this or that. Yeah. Just being in relationship. One of the most powerful things that Dr. Dan Siegel said in season one of our show was I had sort of I was so excited to talk to him and I kind of flubbed up a question. I was like, Oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to say that or blah, blah, blah. And he goes, it's okay. It's okay. And he said, the process is the content. And that sentence was life-changing because what, what your friend did was shared a process, mm-hmm. not a plus B equals C. Here's the answer. C mm-hmm. she shared a plus B. <gasps> what do we do? Right? Like, and that's all we did. We went, we don't have the answers help us find them together. Mm-hmm. And we all journey together to find them. And that's what we need, community and all of that. So I just love that model of thinking though, the process is the content. The process of healing and growth and sharing is really what we're after and what your friend was expressing and why it's so valuable to your listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm awesome. now wondering if the reason I started this by putting together the memory of the show with the course is that it's the same people that you were interviewing. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm now years later. Right. It could wow, be. The world mm-hmm. is small. That's right. so yeah. cool. <laughs> and and that's those connections, right? Like, you, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's neat. 
yeah. I think that's, that's just a cool thing when you, you just surround yourself with um, messages that, that right. are positive and that are important. You know, so I keep talking about like my Instagram feed. You can choose anything to surround yourself with, right? On mm -hmm. Facebook or Instagram or television or whatever. Um, but when you choose it so intentionally, um, what you're taking in, it just, um, it can make such a difference. And I think it can allow technology and social media mm -hmm. and things like this to be a positive influence um, when right. somebody, many people are getting burnt out by it. So that's why I love that you guys have created so much content um, that is digital, that is virtual, that's accessible mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, I know that you were doing some in-person events and, and our friends had gone to, to one of those, I think it was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. Which that was so much fun. Oh, yeah, it looked amazing. like a lot of fun. Yeah. It looked like yeah. We, were, we were watching your live video and looking for them <laughs> in there and feeling all cool. Um, <laughs> but you know, it might be a little while before we get to plan those, those conferences and events together again. Um, so you've made this work really accessible to folks. So um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, what that experience is like to have people connect, not only this kind of this audience that you know is out there listening, maybe leaving a review, but actually engaging with you, either coaching or, or getting the app or getting into the workbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that we're basically talking about is building relationships and building community, mm -hmm. right? Because we can all bring these things into, uh, a, you know, a, a, a very respectful space, that's where we can share, we can encourage, and also we can normalize this and support, right? So we have the Anatomy of Marriage, of course, Facebook page, but we have different groups too. We have an AOM men's group, mm -hmm. and we have an AOM women's group, and those are free, right? Yeah. And I don't know how many, there's a couple hundred in each mm -hmm. group, I think. I think the women's is more, maybe. And it's a place where the guys, like I don't go in the women's group, and Melanie yeah. doesn't come in the men's group. So it's a very almost... I mean, it's not confidential. It's Facebook, but she's not reading the stuff. Mm -hmm. She's not talking to, you know, so-and-so's wife about whatever. Uh, and we keep it like a safe place for there. Yeah? And if, you know, if somebody's acting goofy, then they get booted out, right? Mm -hmm. But that's, that's happened once, I think, right. yeah. ever in like three years. So we uh, are, are creating this community that normalizes, that goes through, I don't want to say doing life together. That's kind of like old and cliche, but it is <laughs> kind of it, our, <laughs> it is basically, again, going back to that word normalization. Right. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. We're here. There's, you know, we're not judging each other. We're just like, okay, right. we want a better marriage. We want to be more attuned to our partner and attuned to ourselves. Right. Let's talk about these things. I often think of like the resources that we put out and how I would want to receive them as a person. But one of the things that stands out the most to me is that I feel like as a mom, I feel this deep, uh, I don't know what the word is, but like we are supposed to live in community. People are supposed to be in tribes where grandmas help raise babies and aunties live two huts down. Like that is my spirit is like, this is how we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We need to have people in our corner, on our side. We need to be encouraged and encouraging. We need to receive hope and bring hope. And there's really nowhere to do that with, uh, you know, in an unintentional Facebook page or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's why we wanted to create things like our Facebook groups and our Instagram, like come out here, learn stuff, be here with us. We'll talk about our kids. We'll talk about what we're going through. And it's just been a beautiful thing when people reach out like our mutual friends, Paul and Robin, like they are like our best friends now. <laughs> we talk to them all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the coolest thing when listeners become genuine friends mm -hmm. who can call you out on your crap, 
or ask you, hey, can you call me out on my crap? Right. There is nothing better. I mean, we have several friends now that are really like our kid is now pen pals with friends of ours in Canada who met us through the show. They mm -hmm. came down That's to awesome. Seattle. They helped us install our front door. Yeah. I'm not kidding. They came to our home, helped us install our front door. And now our kids like FaceTime yeah. and our pen pals. Yeah. And it is amazing what so a gift. it's just small things like that that are extra rewards like i was saying at the top of the show not only to see people's growth and uh, see their marriage transformation right. but then the we still have the open ability to be friends with them right. I, I talked to paul me and him just had a, a call connecting on some stuff on monday and i was like you know at the end of the call i was like dude you honestly don't know how bad I want to bring my kids down to Southern Florida right. and go to, go to Disney world or yeah, Disney world yeah. and uh, just hang out and go like get swim a, in your a, pool, <laughs> swim in the pool and go to the beach and get a steak dinner. You know, right. and, and he was, I was like, going to say, you know, they got a nice pool now. So, right. You know. oh, I yeah. know we like see go all the, the jacuzzi and stuff. Yeah. And that is the really, that's just without so our show. Cool. We would have never met him. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's just awesome. So it's a really, it's a, such a mutually, uh, like, circle of life gift. I don't know. That's the wrong word, but right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, you guys obviously are hanging out in the, the therapeutic space a lot. And, you know, obviously we talk a lot about transformation and that's exactly what you're doing. You're transforming, you know, that maybe that casual listener or um, someone who was kind of scrolling by in social media. You have to put that out there, that invitation mm -hmm. to connect and transform that relationship into something real and tangible, right? So kudos mm -hmm. to you guys for um, being so authentic in, in what you present. You, you, know, you, you walk the walk of what, of what you're sharing with others. So right. that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's meaningful as someone who's a consumer um, mm -hmm. of that for you to even respond to come on the show was very exciting for me. So, <laughs> you know, I yeah. think that's, that's cool. You know, you, when we're lucky enough to um, be in that position to send that, that, that elevator out to, to bring right. else up. That's cool. Right. So we mentioned, um, well, we've mentioned a lot that I want to go back to, but <laughs> I'm trying to stay focused. Um, I kind of want to circle back to the, the very beginning and Melanie, you were starting to tell the story of why you, you guys even started this podcast. And I honestly have not heard you tell that story like you just told it. Mm -hmm. I've heard you tell that story before a couple right. different ways. Um, right. And so that's really cool too, from um, the perspective of a listener or someone who's learning alongside you guys to know that you all can change as well. You all mm -hmm. can shift oh, yeah. perspectives as well. And I think that that's a big deal right now that we're finding so many things in society to disagree on that we're mm -hmm. not encouraging enough people to say, Hey, maybe I've changed my mind or I've changed right. my perspective on this. So what does that feel like for you guys um, as interviewers, as folks that, you know, people are listening to you. How do you feel about when, you know, maybe I got that wrong or maybe I want to shift perspective on that. And I want to address that. What does that feel like from your perspective? I, I want to say, and for all the listeners, I, we, you guys and us, everybody actually has permission. We have permission to change. Sometimes we don't think so because of family of origin mm -hmm. or certain cultural norms or certainly religious norms and all the, all the input that we get. It's like, oh, okay, I've been this way for 20 years. My mom, my grandma, my great grandma did it this way. I can't be different because I'll... A whole host of things, right? right? And what around that uh, it is 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 fear, fear of change, 
fear of possible abandonment. Like if I don't fill this role that my mom expects me to, is she going to whatever? Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't stop at 18 years old when you right. move out of the house <laughs> or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I probably disagree with my mom on several things right now. And I, I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't want to even go there. I just don't want to talk about it, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing, which isn't a, a, a huge thing, but we, we, we have a great relationship. But what I'm saying is we have permission to change. And one of my favorite quotes is uh, Tony Robbins, right? The great motivational speaker says, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, and just think about it with the analogy on a, a car, right? If you're in a car and say it's a stick shift, right? stick shift what's that probably nobody knows anymore it's like a five speed with a clutch right. right which i have one still if i'm on a hill and i'm going say like in third gear or whatever and i let off the gas i'll i'll have some momentum from you know previous action but then if i don't press the gas again i'm gonna roll back mm -hmm. right unless i intentionally put it in choose gear. to put it in gear and do something about it right i'm gonna have the same relationship i've always had unless I do something to put it in gear, listen mm -hmm. to a podcast, do coaching, read a book, mm -hmm. go to therapy, something like that. Right. So if, if we're, if you're not growing, we're dying. And this isn't in the case of like, Oh, well, Seth, that's lame advice. If you're not right. growing, you're dying. Well, we I just need had to add healing in there. Right. right. Healing you know? is a uh, element, but right. But you know, if, if you're kind of not injured and right. whole, you know, mm -hmm. if you're not growing, it's, it's basically if, if you're not moving forward, then right. you're going backwards or standing still. Right. And I like to think of the idea of um, we, I did not like the resources that were available when we were going through everything because everything felt mm -hmm. like put a stamp on it. I know the answer. The ding. There's no room mm -hmm. for anything. It's what I say goes. And that's what I felt like all the marriage books were like, say these words, do this action, get this result. And that's not real. That is not real life. And so one of the things I loved about even just season one, exploring our nearly failed marriage was I had to walk that line of transforming myself and looking back five years from when we started and saying, oh my gosh, I felt this way then, but I don't feel that way now. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? That revelation that I had experienced on my own, shared on the show, rippled out and people went, oh my gosh, I felt and thought the same thing. I had that same tension, but nobody ever said word, put words to it. I couldn't find it in a book. You voiced the thing that changed my marriage or changed my parenting or changed my perception of myself or mm. my relationship with myself. And that's really where um, being vulnerable and saying, you know what? I can be wrong about things is not a big deal to me because it's modeling it and allowing other people to do that same thing in their own life. And I mean, I'm all about health and wellness. I, I think if we can model it, people can figure out how to do it in their own journey. But if we never model it and we just say A plus B equals C, mm. no one ever understands that the process is the thing that they need to walk through and step through. So, right. Yeah. Because you know what that does? And I thought this way for years, like these people, who I'm seeing on TV or in the church context, like up on the stage, like a pastor, these people over here, they, they know what to do. Right. Right. And then I would say, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not doing it like them. It must be wrong. It must be unhealthy. It must not, whatever. I wasn't putting my own, you know, I don't know, signature right. on it. So I, I didn't feel like I had permission to break out of that and do it. You know what I'm right, saying? So I think right. what we do is, 
first of all, give permission, model that and go, oh crap, that was wrong. That was not so great. You know, mm -hmm. uh, let's tweak it and take the good things. It's kind of right. like family of origin. When, when couples come together, I want to take all the positive attributes right. from my family of origin and bring them here, you know, mm -hmm. but oh, guess what? If we're not intentional, we also bring all the crap right. too, right? Another thing I want to say, I'm sorry, we're just going to talk forever. No. Uh, another I'm, I'm going to grab a snack. Do you guys want anything? Right. And then like, <laughs> right, no, this is awesome. This is great. Right. The other thing that really, um, I've said this in the show in the past where what I find so crazy is that when people change and grow and they have a different opinion about something that they used to be really firmly like, I don't agree with this. And then all of a sudden they change. They have a tendency to villainize or demonize the thing they used to think. Mm -hmm. And this is what I, the um, analogy that I draw with that is, do you tell a baby they were stupid when they crawled because now they can walk? No. Crawling was a phase to get to walking, which is a phase to get to running, which is a phase to get to bike riding or whatever. Why are we acting as if the phases of growth are deplorable mm. or bad or that's less good. than? They are not. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing when you can model growth, vulnerability, and change, you help other people understand, I'm just growing. It's no big deal. And nobody would say a baby who can't put a cereal piece in its mouth is gross. Mm -hmm. They would just go, no, that's a baby. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's how I think that anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, a, a funny story. <laughs> and then we can, you know, kind of move on. But it, it was, I think, actually the day after we launched our coaching service, Melanie and I uh, like had a really bad argument. And I went into the uh, AOM men's Facebook group. And oh, I was yeah. Like, dudes, I feel absolutely stupid saying this, having actually literally just said, Hey, we're doing coaching right. a day before we're had, we're supposed to have all our S together. <laughs> and I was saying, Hey, this is hard. I don't know what to do. I need some help. Right? right. But what that modeled was like, Oh, wait a minute. This, this guy, you know, and I'm, I'm putting it in the context of like, you know, the, the CEO or the, or the pastor or the guy that I thought had it all together is coming and saying, Hey, we don't, right. what can we do, mm -hmm. you know, and hopefully more is caught than taught in that. And then we can walk through it together. So right. that's just another and that's such a cool, real time yeah. an actual real time example yeah. that happened not too long ago. Our listeners help us all the time, like yeah. no joke all the time. That is so valuable too. And you know, that's kind of one of the reasons I settled on this name um, with the mindful mentors. I, I wanted it to be this mutual mentorship, right? Like, yes, I want the audience to be able to learn from the guests on the show and the stories that we're telling. Um, but this idea that, you know, you guys are showing the vulnerability of your always learning too, and on and on this cycle goes, it's such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So I love that you say that from a perspective of, like you said, a CEO or, or a pastor or someone who's in a position of authority, um, that it's okay to not have all the answers mm -hmm. that's, you know, reducing that pressure. Um, yeah. Seth, you've mentioned family of origin a couple times. Do you mind just stepping back and just if someone we've never covered that on the show and I've always mm -hmm. wanted to. So yeah, would yeah, you bring mind it up? <laughs> yeah. So so uh, family of origin uh, wasn't really a term that I was familiar with until I hit grad school. So I'm like, okay, what? But we all learned about well, most people learned about family trees, right? Mm -hmm. In in elementary school, and my grandma's grandma was here, and she was from X Y Z. So think of it as a family of origin is your family tree, right? You, you know, you, Brie, me, Melanie, we are only a product of the people that came before us, right? So naturally we're going to have clearly DNA and then also other characteristics, personality types, uh, certain preferences, you know, um, uh, 
physical features, biological tendencies, all this stuff. So family of origin. We also had Dr. Les Parrott, Les and Leslie Parrott on. There's some New York Times bestsellers and also professors at my graduate school that I went to. And they described it as family of origin is the university of relationships. We learn how to, uh, we, we observe our mom and dad, our main caregivers interacting. We observe what happens when, you know, brother does this or sister does this or how, how do I treat grandma? So mm-hmm. it's the university of relationships. We learn how to communicate or not communicate, right? right? right. Uh, talk about preferences. We learn how to do life there. Right. Everything from toilet seat, toilet uh, up or down, you know, toilet paper on the top or bottom right. to how to keep, how, to, how clean is clean, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, clean in my family was this, but you get married and go, what? No, that's gross. Right. Right. And then family of origin, we all bring that into mm-hmm. whoever we get with. Right. right? And, and our family of origin plays out in the sense that we all have an invisible rule book. So here is a hilarious example. We one time lived with Seth's best friend, Matt Carter, and he, we all shared a big house together and I made bacon. Listen to me. I put bacon in the microwave, how my mom did it. And when I pulled it out of the microwave, Matt, I swear his jaw was on the floor. He was like, you cook bacon like that? And I'm like, (laughs) how else would you cook bacon? I mean, I had no earthly idea how else I could cook bacon. But well, if he, you're from the South, you get a, a cast iron pan right, and you cook right. it. And I'm from Seth's the South. Like, so I mean, tell you how we make right. bacon. <laughs> exactly. But it was such a good example of that is Matt's invisible rule, but in his family of origin, this is how his mom made bacon or his dad made bacon. And then when you go into a relationship, your expectation is, that's how they're going to make bacon. That's how they're going to put the toilet paper roll or that's the words that they will use or will never use, right? Mm-hmm. And so in our family of origin, my family of origin, we're really sarcastic. We don't say hi or goodbye. We don't hug. I mean, there's a lot that's not there that is in Seth's family. A very, They're very loud and boisterous. They hug, they, they, they fight, and then they make up. And my family is the opposite of that. So when these family of origins come together in our marriage, there's a whole, it's just way to, it's like minefields. You're like, I don't know where the bombs are, but they're about to go off. Right. And it's, it's really crazy until mm-hmm. you learn about it and you learn about how it's a lot of it is hidden expectations, things that you assume your partner will or won't do, will or won't say, will or won't think, will or won't feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really amazing topic. It is so fun to talk about family of origin. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, just kind of walking through a little bit and, you guys provide some resources on that. I know you have several episodes on it. So if, um, you know, our listeners are just getting kind of excited, even hearing that little, mm-hmm. little bit of it, um, please do check out, uh, anatomy of marriage for, um, this and so many other things, which my goodness, if, if I could keep you for four hours, I would, but I won't. <laughs> what would you say is the number one thing that couples come to you guys for? Maybe it's a concern mm-hmm. or a question, Um, Does anything stand out in particular? Well, what I will say is everyone comes to us for a different reason. And the underlying issue is almost always the same thing. (laughs) It's about, it's always the same two things. The first one is communication. And I, I think of it like this where, um, men and women really do communicate so differently most of the time. So Mm -hmm. Seth could be talking about, you know, he's mad about this thing and I will come back at him with what I'm upset about, but it literally like, they're not even on the same field of awareness. We think we're talking about the same thing, but we aren't like the, everything's passing each other. We are not even anywhere close. And that's, we get a lot of emails like, um, 
that the people think they're telling us one thing, but really what it is, is I don't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. And my partner also doesn't know how to communicate. And so we'd focus a lot of like our app has a lot of communication tools inside of it. We do a lot of education around that. And then the other one um, that people don't realize that they're coming to us with is people don't want to grow up. Mm -hmm. People don't want to take ownership. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. If like you come to our show and we're like, sorry, you got to grow up. Mm -hmm. That's part of adulting. Right. Um, but I would say those two main things, communication yeah. and like lack of ownership. Yeah. Lack of ownership. So we talk a lot about uh, extreme ownership. It's a book by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. They're two like Navy SEALs and have a great story. And they say, okay. And this goes to uh, along with a bunch of family uh, systems, family systems theory in, in psychotherapy uh, concepts of differentiation. So I in a, in a healthy Seth don't really need Melanie for mm -hmm. me to be happy, whole, complete and fulfilled. Right. right. And oftentimes husbands, wives, newlyweds go, Oh my goodness. I need you, know, you. I need you. If you know, I can just get married, then this will solve X, Y, Z, which that is honestly a real lack of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And I was certainly guilty of that. Melanie was certainly guilty of that. Mm -hmm. And so the extreme ownership piece is, okay, I'm going to be happy no matter what she does or doesn't do. Right. And then if you have two people who are happy uh, independently, right. but even more happy together, because you know, when, when you're married, yeah, you do fulfill me in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. physically, uh, biologically. Well, that's the same thing right. uh, emotionally mm -hmm. and even spiritually. Like, right. Focused a spiritual in that right? one area, Seth. It was a lot of focus. Yeah. Uh, Physically, touching-wise. Yeah. Did, did I mention like touching-wise? When we kiss. When we kiss and other things. That's so great. Uh, yeah, but a, a healthy, differentiated person right. uh, will think and act and behave that way. And sometimes when there's maladaptive reactions like, oh, I, you know, clingy or, you know, different attachment styles, mm -hmm. that's when couples have arguments. So we, we do get a lot of that, but that actually, now that I'm talking out loud about it, it's all connected right. back to ownership you know right. we, we get emails saying yeah if she would just xyz then mm -hmm. i would i'd be like hold on dude right no 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 no. Yeah. right and same with women if if he just would like pay attention to me 24 7 right. then things would be great i'm like uh, would they right kind of thing right. yeah yeah so those are those are two main things communication and ownership, ownership and growing up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that makes sense. And I can see how that can show up differently um, for, for many people. But yeah, it really just comes back to those root core issues. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. we talked a lot about self-awareness and how, you know, self-discovery and self-examination um, allows us to show up better, you know, for ourselves in relationship, for our partner in relationship. How do you think your program helps to build a culture of empathy? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, I think our entire show, like you say, we model our own, we model our process of transformation and our modeling empathy as we go. We do it with each other as well, where we're saying, man, I didn't know you felt that way. And now I can this and that. And so mm -hmm. we, we have, it's sort of woven. I don't know that we even did it intentionally, but mm -hmm. it's kind of woven in to how we uh, structure our show to how we answer questions. And one of the things I think is most important is that we make it a very strong point, although I don't think it's ever set out, like it's not explicitly stated. There's no shame in any of this. People should not feel ashamed that they thought one way and now think another, or mm -hmm. that they gave their husband a black eye. Been there. I, I mm -hmm. don't need to feel ashamed about that. That's you, where you I- need to, You need to own it 
right. and take ownership and then go, okay, yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of things that led up to that that were wacky and I'm going to change all of that. Right. But as far as shaming, like right. I'm such the worst, you know, and I'll right. never get over this. People get stuck there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one, one way, because I think what you're asking is maybe sometimes we need to create empathy and mm-hmm. manufacture empathy. And one way you said this on an earlier show, uh, there's been times when Melanie has seen me as a younger person, mm-hmm. you know, and of course we have three kids and uh, folks who have kids maybe could relate to that more. Right. Because- well, let me, let me say, let me state that again. That right. kind of didn't make sense. We did a practice one time where I was, the instructor said, I want you to imagine your spouse as a five-year-old. So when he says a younger person, she was literally saying, imagine them as a five-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Think of them as a, a little kid. They don't know what they need. They're just trying to share what they love. Like that builds in so much empathy, especially as like a mom and right. a woman. I'm like, oh, okay, I see you way differently yeah. now if I think of you as a little kid. That tie, that that digs down to something much more deeper. Right. You know, that like motherly right. nesting kind of thing that you have. You're like, oh my gosh. And we're not saying see your spouse as a, a child baby, because you know? nobody that's messed yeah. up. Right. <laughs> but, but if you can get on that plane and go, Oh man, I, I see you now mm-hmm. as, as an adult. And I see those wounds that you carry mm-hmm. from there. You know, let me help you and right. create that empathy. So you're not just being like, Oh, you're doing this on purpose. Well, guess right. what? That might be the five-year-old wounded five-year-old right. Melanie being like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And this is how I did because I was, right. you know, fight, flight or freeze. Right. I just didn't know. Right. right. And that is one of the reasons that we talk, we do connect people with resources so readily. Like we do not hoard our resources. We are not like, you can only use ours. Like go read every book, go to any therapist you want because you need to get the help that you need, mm-hmm. not the help that I think you need. You mm-hmm. need the help that you actually need. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way where it's like, I, I could never imagine, um, I could never imagine doing it another way, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that's what I would want to receive. So that's what we try to give. Yeah. Well, I think we didn't receive that. So we're like, well, okay, right. here's, a, here's a, a, a niche that we need to fill, right? Here's a need. When your counselor says, eh, divorce happens. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, why are you telling me? I mean, it does. And you don't want to hear that. Right. But yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever gone to like a, a brand. And the first thing that pops up when I go to the website is, here are some resources. Do you need to see right. a therapist? Like a nonprofit? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the end of 13 reasons why, yes, <laughs> there's right, certain, right. There's certain <laughs> yeah, areas where yeah. you expect to be referred. Um, and I was really Im- impressed by that. You know, it, again, it shows your guys's heart and where you're at. This is not just, um, a, a platform for you just to right. have, just to be on Instagram or just to, to be on, um, right. you know, a podcast, which is, that's powerful, you know, and, and it's good to know. It's good to know there's good people out there. Right. You know? yeah. it's, it's a good thing. Um, I want to talk about the clearing structure. Mm. Um, is this something that's unique to you guys? Did you develop this or is this a, a resource of someone else's that you share? You? Uh, uh, no, it's not. And the clearing structure is based on uh, the exercise and intervention of creating I statements. So I statements is a practice in differentiation. I feel this way when this happens, not you always do this and you made me feel X, Y, Z. It's, it's, stating what you're actually feeling and taking ownership for it so that the the clearing structure comes from that intervention making i statements right mm-hmm. 
And we did not make it up. I actually don't know. It was just some in some handouts, you know, that I got years and years ago. But we said, oh my gosh, let's maybe tweak this tool a little bit and talk about it all the right. time and use it because it is so. <laughs> but what was funny is like he talked about it in an episode, like I think in season one. And he's like, here, I'll bring you the printout. Like it was from a some conference you went to or some mm -hmm. mental health thing, whatever. And it was the <laughs> worst worded thing I have ever I could hardly understand it and mm -hmm. it was like black and white photocopied clearing structure it's like slightly crooked right. and it did not make any sense like it literally he had to explain it to me like five different times I'm like this I hear you saying it's great but I don't see it working right and so I was like we have to figure out a way to reword this it's got to be better there's got to be a way to use this and then that slowly morphed into like I made a new version of it that was like a PDF that you could download. And even that I'm like, it's just not good enough. Mm -hmm. So then when I reached out to the app developer that we worked with, I was like, can we make this interactive and digital? And he's like, absolutely. Cause he's a genius. So he made in the clearing. So in the anatomy of marriage app, the clearing structure is one of our absolute favorite tools because what it does is you, you literally fill it out as you go. So it's inside the app. It's in the toolbox. You open it up and it says, dear, blank. So I would put in Seth, dear Seth. And then the next thing is when you, and there's a space open for it. And it says, when you, you know, like called me an idiot at the party, I felt, and then it gives you an option of emotions or you can choose your own. So I felt betrayed. I felt alone. I felt like you didn't care or whatever. Then it takes you to the next step. What I made up about this is that you really don't love me or we're not really that close, right? So it, it walks you step by step. There's many more steps in the process, but it is as easy mm -hmm. as rolling off a log. All you got to do is fill out each thing. But here's the beauty of the one in the app, the clearing structure in the app. It generates a paragraph for you to either email or text or read to your partner. So it does all of the hard work for you. It mm -hmm. takes every emotion you had, it susses out the stuff that doesn't matter, and it condenses it down into a paragraph that you can then hand to your partner. Right. And one of the biggest benefits just neurologically about using the clearing structure is that mm. it slows you down right. and you don't even know it. So you can't stay in your lizard brain. You can't, you know how have you ever seen like one of those Jesus lizards? They're going blah, blah, blah. Like they're running, <laughs> they're freaking out and everything's flying. Like yeah. that's how people's brains get when they get upset or well, scared well, or whatever. Dr. John and Julie Gottman uh, out here in Seattle who are, you know, re really famous uh, marriage and family therapists, they talk about flooding and mm -hmm. flooding is the biological response that men and women get of mm -hmm. increased heartbeat increased blood pressure. Right. We might be clenching our fists and like doing this and their research clearly shows that when people are in that mm -hmm. flooded stage, increased levels of cortisol, all this stuff, they don't think rationally. Right. And that's fight, flight, freeze. You've heard right. these, you know, like that fight or flight, that's the flooding stage. Mm -hmm. And so, so what it does is, uh, you know, you, you take a break for however long you need, you do the clearing structure. And then by the time that you're doing all this down, it's like, it's like the, the pot is simmering down. Right. Right. And right. then you can come back, you know, and it might even be the next day. Right. It doesn't have right. to just be like 30 minutes because mm -hmm. sometimes that doesn't work. You just engage again. Yeah. But it slows everybody down and you say, hey, I'm going to read this to you. Right. Or you email it or whatever. Right. And it, it, it's, it's great. It's life-changing. People use it with their kids. I've used it with our kids. People use it with their coworkers, their bosses, mm -hmm. family members. I mean, it is really handy for so many things. When you don't know how to express how you feel, but you feel in something, mm. you go to the clearing structure. That's right. It'll save you life.
and, and it's in the workbook. It's in the app. You guys mm -hmm. have it in a couple different places to access, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I say the best way to uh, it's the, find in the free it in, version of the app. Yeah, so you don't have app. to pay for it to get it in the app. So go mm -hmm. there. It's the app is worth it. It doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> it's awesome. worth the price you pay. <laughs> right. So when you are not hosting a podcast and doing your Instagram videos and creating all this content, what is something you guys do together to reconnect, to mm. keep this? It can't be easy to be living, working, sharing, doing all of this publicly. So what does the recharge look like privately for you guys? We like to go to dinner. We, we, we love to, we eat. don't go out very often, but we do love, well, to especially eat. <laughs> yeah. with, you know, Corona and all the right. craziness, right? Everybody knows about that, but we like to go to restaurants like new restaurants, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, what's open? Where can we go? Let's go, right. let's go hang out. Right. And we're just sitting, talking, drinking and eating. Right? right. And it's, it's awesome. Right. We love to host parties again, not in COVID times. We love to host parties and be the hostess. I love to cook. We have an amazing property to have friends over and just hang out and chill. And we also really love to travel, mm -hmm. you know, but the, the one, and I, I'll let you talk in a minute, but doing this work is fun. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. not like, oh my gosh, we have to do another show right. today. It, it really is fun. So mm -hmm. it is a form of what, what is it? Uh, you know, do, do it, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life right. kind of thing. Right. Obviously this is work and mm -hmm. it does. And we're just trying to tweak it and like create systems to scale this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's great. You know, we like to do it. Right. We want to do it more and more and more, but yeah, traveling and yeah. food. I think we're really, um, we both love to learn. So anything that we, any TV show we watch, anything where we're learning, eating new foods, going mm -hmm. to new places, experiencing thing with, things with our kids, mm -hmm. um, teaching our kids. We love to build things together. Like we renovated our entire home. We do yard work together. I mean, mm -hmm. we really are um, dedicated to having fun and learning together. Yeah. <laughs> so it is funny though. It's not, it's not a hard job to do when you're doing with your best friend. High five. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. right. Oh my gosh. You guys are great. So, <laughs> so I have a tradition on here and I didn't tell you uh, beforehand, which was not nice of me because I could have. No, that's awesome. That's um, awesome. <laughs> but I'd like to, uh, to kind of bring this to a close by asking each of you, what is a mentorship moment that stands out to you? This can be a time that someone was a mentor to you or that you were a mentor to someone else, which I know there are mm -hmm. plenty of opportunities of that as well. Um, so for, for each of you, what is one of those moments that, that stands out the most? I know two right off the bat. Okay. One was when we were going through the hardest part is of our marriage. Is this for you or for me? For me. It's for you. Okay. Um, when, uh, our marriage counselor's wife, so it was, we were going to a marriage counselor and the, the guy was so, so, but the wife was an awesome counselor and she looked at me and she just said, uh, so I thought in your wedding vows, it was for better or for worse, right? This is worse. Mm. And I was like, ah girl she just burned me i mean she just like flat right. up let me have it and she was mentoring i mean i mean i know it's not quite a mentoring whatever well, but it, it is it was okay. the most profound moment of like holy cow she's right i'm mm. being a baby mm -hmm. um and then the other one is our our coach we hired a coach last year worked with him that was really awesome and and this is sort of totally the opposite he acknowledged how much work i had been doing that was going unacknowledged by seth mm. and he just flat out said Melanie is doing all this work. She is making every post. She's doing all stuff. And it was like a thousand pounds lifted off my shoulder. Mm. Like 
No one has seen it. I just get emails from people saying, Melanie's mean or she's this. Like we get, you know, people complain about, I cut Seth off and I'm mm-hmm. like, nobody cares. <laughs> and he, he looked at me and said, no, I see what you're doing. And that really was uh, something that I reach back to when I need inspiration is he saw it. Cody mm-hmm. saw me. Mm-hmm. He heard it. He understood it. And, it, and he um, validated it. Mm-hmm. So that, those are two moments that really stand out for That's me. That's good. Uh, one moment was in our, we, we also had another therapist when we were going through all the stuff and he was actually an actual licensed mm-hmm. mental health counselor here in Washington. And he looked at me, he was an older guy and whom I respected. And he looked at me and was like, Seth, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And I didn't have a good answer. And I was like, okay, that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. What am I actually doing? And how can I do things completely differently to not have an older, respectable man look me in the eye and go, hey, dude, what are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? And the other one was, there was another one. I think Melanie's dad, as, as goofy as he is and weird, he is a really, really genius Right. mentor and has taught me a lot of stuff just in the way not like a weird you know father-in-law mm-hmm. kind of like oh, you better do right but allowing me to come to my own conclusions about right. a lot of stuff and seeing the world differently he's really helped me my that. dad has traumatic brain injury and i think that it knocked his brain into another galaxy he is a total he's like on another plane of awareness that nobody yeah. else can touch yeah, but it's crazy. he's weird but like great he's a great dad but um mm-hmm. not like anyone else anybody knows yeah that's true <laughs> what's like a classic dadism like what is uh what is one of these mentorship moments that uh he, he might think of differently than than, than you i mean he might. just he will never tell you what to do mm-hmm. so it's like hey dad should we sell this property does it make sense and then he'll just lay out like a thousand options and you're like could you just tell me one (laughs) like i just want an answer would be way better than like this weird professorial doctorate thing you're laying out here but it's helped us to be really critical uh excellent critical thinkers i think um our whole family and he does this with kids he does it with everybody so he he allows people to be um complicated he allows them to be where they're at Mm -hmm. and um and i he gives space he gives space holds space and gives space for people but um yeah he is definitely different than (laughs) loads of dads out there that's true (laughs) yeah it makes him special that's right yeah (laughs) right you guys, I mean, we've, we've flown through so many valuable things. So I'm sure uh, anyone listening to this episode, uh, hopefully they're jotting it down. If not, they can always go back and listen. But just to kind of in summary, to get connected with some of these resources, what's the easiest way to, to reach out and start getting engaged? Yeah, I think anatomyofmarriage.com, right? You'll find every resource there, counseling, coaching, all the stuff. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, you know, at Anatomy of Marriage, same thing on YouTube. Also, same thing on Facebook. We have women's groups and men's groups. It's free to join. And also, well, why don't you talk about the app? Right. Yeah. Well, you can get the app on the website. You can get it in iTunes and or App Store, I mean, and Google Play. But um, if you want to just learn about us, Instagram is probably where we post the most stuff and mm-hmm. you can see our stories and see our kids and we just share our entire life there. Um, but yeah, there's always links to the app and all of that stuff everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. just Google Anatomy of Marriage or Melanie Studley or Seth Studley and you'll find it. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I know you guys, you make yourself successful, truly, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, that's why I always want to encourage people to reach out. And and I know that for me, listening to your episodes, 
something would come across that I thought, oh, it'd be great um, if my, my husband heard this perspective or my friend is going mm -hmm. through this issue right now. Mm -hmm. And I love about podcasts that you can just click that little button and share and text right. that episode, tell them directly, hey, minute 21, you got to mm -hmm. hear this message. Um, so if someone is listening to this conversation and has had an aha moment like that, um, please do share this with anyone in your friends, uh, family, or work community circle to share this message and to connect them to these amazing resources that anatomy of marriage has set up and continues to develop and you guys you, you're always listening i mean i've commented before on on i think one um the instagram video and i can't remember exactly what was going on but seth you were really emotional and it was this mm. really awesome moment where you guys again going back to normalizing sometimes that's as simple as it is just mm -hmm. normalizing that it's okay to be a man and to be emotional. Like, mm -hmm. not only is that okay, that should be celebrated, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And it was really neat to see, you know, I had commented and so many had commented, you know, wives, but also men thanking you for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and to see you guys interact with that was, was really neat too. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you guys for, for everything you do. I, I know it's a labor of love, but it's still a labor. Um, and you, mm -hmm. and you do it, like I said, so authentically and for taking the time um, to have this conversation tonight. I really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, thank absolutely. You so it, it was a blast. I'm glad that we got hooked up through right. Paul and Robin. That's awesome. You know, eventually when we do get to come down to Southern California, we'll all go out and have Southern California. Sorry. Florida. Southern, Southern I mean, Florida. I'll meet you there too. That's fine. <laughs> I know Palm beach. That's cool. I'll go out to Huntington beach and Newport and stuff. No, uh, back, back down to Southern Florida, have that sandwich that you talked about. I and, know. Yes. Uh, Whatever oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. No, thank Pollo you so much for having me. I will take you to nicer than Pollo Tropical. I mean, it's good, but it's like a $5, you know, rice bowl. But you know, it's, 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 it's still delicious. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. It's a $5 rice bowl I hadn't had yet. So I'm down. Exactly. <laughs> Traveling and food. That's what I we know. Love. That's what we love. That's, that's, I mean, I can't argue Perfect. with either of those things. Right. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I definitely look forward to that. Uh, again, thank you guys for your very valuable time. Um, it's such an asset. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to The Mindful Mentor. I hope you found comfort, inspiration, or maybe learned something new about yourself during our conversation. If you know of someone who would benefit from this information, please share this episode with them. If you're interested in being a part of the show as a guest or as a sponsor, please contact us at info at mindfulbree.com. If you want to bring this conversation into your community or to your workplace, please visit mindfulbree.com to book an in-person experience. Let's continue this conversation about empathy and self-awareness on social media by visiting my Instagram, mindfulmentorbree. Mentorship is all about constant and lifelong learning and guidance. Thank you for learning with me today.